Well, this is my final homily to give you before I leave for my next assignment. Father Connor warned me that when you tell people Father Walmeyer is leaving the parish, a third of you will be sad. Yes, at me leaving. A third of you will be happy that I'm gone. And a third of you will ask, who is Father Walmeyer? So whoever you are, I hope this homily can touch you in some final way, give you something to take with you as you go. It's very providential that it is Father's Day weekend, that we've had the Feast of the Sacred Hearts, the Immaculate Hearts, Jesus and Mary, for, for me to reflect just on this whole experience of being at North American Martyrs the last three years. Whenever I sort of examine my heart, whether it's just at the end of the day or after a long period like this, I always try to find three things. I try to find a rose, I try to find a thorn, and I try to find a bud. All three are part of the same plant. God uses all three of these things, the rose, the beautiful things, the things that take our breath away, uh, the thorn, the sufferings, the trials, uh, the things that remind us of the cross, and the bud, the the mysteries, the things that are wrapped up, and we're not sure what it is, but God will bring something to fruit in the future. And so I think I've found those three things. After some reflection, I want to share those with you guys. I'm going to start with the, the thorn, get that one out of the way. Um, You may not remember, but I I was ordained a priest in 2020 in the midst of that one thing that was happening in the world, and it it was terrible, (laughs) okay? Uh, All the normal celebrations that usually go into that, they were all, you know, canceled Uh, as well. You know, I was supposed to have this assignment, and then I got moved here and there, and this is actually my fourth assignment at North American Martyrs. So I was just being moved around, tossed around. It, It wasn't very good. And then I came here, and it was great and all, but every time Father Connor would leave, a pipe would burst, and I would be left to like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, my basement room flooded uh, with sewage. Uh, that was nice. And then at that time, right, my first Christmas as a priest, that's when I caught the COVID and uh, was miserable there in the basement. So all that was kind of a thorn a little bit. But something you know, that beautiful that came from that, you know, in prayer, now I complain to Jesus, you know, why can't I be doing this and that? You know, I'm your priest, shouldn't I be doing things? And this answer sort of came in prayer, you know, Father, Father Joe, Father Walmeyer, isn't it enough that you're just my priest? Isn't it enough that you're just my priest? Isn't it enough that you just get to hold me in your hands each and every day when you say Mass? Isn't that enough? So of course, in my piety, I said, no, it's not enough, I want more! And so I look to that reading from St. Paul, you know, how much more God can give us because he loves us. Even while we're sinners, he gives us so many good things. How much more will God pour his graces upon us now that we are in Christ? And so God took me up on that. He said, okay, then I'm just going to shower you with love. And I have been showered with love here at Martyrs until the point where I'm like, stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. You know, I'm kind of... I don't want you to take this the wrong way, almost relieved to, to go, because it's like I've had so many, so many dinners, so many parties, so many people reaching out. Uh, it's too much. It's too much, Lord. Yes, it's okay. I'm okay just being your priest. I think I've learned that uh, through this thorn. Uh, it, it's something we can take, too. You know, it's just enough that we belong to the Lord, that he belongs to us. No matter what else happens, whatever else thorns happen, it's enough that we are his. The, the rose that I found, you know, I hear this gospel Jesus giving authority to his apostles to cure the sick, to cast out demons. So I always thought of that, you know, as something that happened back then, but that doesn't happen anymore. 
So for my rose, I'm going to tell you a miracle that happened while I was here of curing the sick. Miracles still happen. It involved a guy. We'll just call him Bob. We'll protect his identity. Lives in the parish. And Bob is on hospice care. He's receiving communion and confession from me once a week um, as he prepares for death. And eventually his family calls and says, it looks like this is the end. We need you to come and anoint Bob. So I get there, uh, bring the Eucharist with me, just in case he can still receive one more time, but he's in no condition to do that. He's been unconscious uh, for a day or two. His bag is full of blood. He's, you know, dying of kidney failure. The hospice nurses are there, ready to declare him dead at any moment. His breathing is slowed. And so I go up and anoint him, and then get this little instinct, you know, likely from the Holy Spirit. Well, why don't you ask him if he wants to receive communion? It's a silly thing to do. I don't know why I did it. You know, he's in no condition to even respond. But I say, Bob, you want to receive communion? And brothers and sisters, in my life, Bob woke up. <laughs> Bob opens his eyes, and first thing he says, right, I always tell the kids, what do you think the first thing he said was? You know, amen, yes, I want to receive, you know, yes, Jesus. No, he said, uh, I need to go to the bathroom. So, yeah, a couple days unconscious, I need to go to the bathroom too. And he unhooks himself, right, from his stuff, which is not pleasant, I'm sure. Gets up, takes his walker by himself, and heads off into the bathroom. We sort of listen and hear normal sounds that you'd expect and, and the flush of the toilet. And again, this guy had, you know, uh, you know catheter in. This guy was having kidney failure. And, and all of a sudden, he's... It's up. He goes. He comes back. Everything okay in there? Yes. Do you want communion? Yes. Give him communion. And again, his family's there. We're all kind of looking at each other. Just kind of say, it looks like God's giving you a little more time. You know, to say your goodbyes. To forgive those you need to forgive. To have mercy on those you need to have mercy on. You know, to have those final conversations. So, Bob did end up passing away about three months after that. He received anointing again. But just a wonderful sign, again, that our Redeemer lives, that our Redeemer is the source of life, that he cares for us, that he still does signs in our life. So always remember that one. Remember Bob. Remember that rose. And then uh, finally, I saw a bud. I saw many buds, many beautiful things that I look forward to seeing where they go. You know, I think of that first reading of Moses standing at Mount Sinai, looking out over the people and seeing a priestly nation, a kingdom of priests for his God. People so ready to serve, so ready to engage in the gospel. Uh, there's many groups I could mention, you know, the Knights of Columbus, uh, so many things they do, the Altar Society, Women of, women of Martyrs, uh, just serving at Salt Dogs games, uh, just all these different groups that I've encountered here, Vincent DePaul, I can't even name them all. But one I actually wanted to bring up um, was the servers. And I told these guys, don't let it go to your heads, you're really the only servers I, I know in my priesthood, so, you know. They're the best, but they're also the only. But there are some amazing servers we have in our parish. You know, servers who come by the sacristy before every Mass to make sure that we have enough. You know, they're always looking for uh, seeing if we have any need and, and filling it. Servers who serve more Masses on Sunday than I celebrate as a priest. Uh, that happens. It's amazing. I got to take them on a field trip one time to the seminary. Uh, we had you know, dodgeball, tacos, prayer. I was just amazed to see their questions for the seminarians, their, their enthusiasm in entering into that life. Uh, and then as well, just watching them back there, uh, seeing how they help each other, how they guide each other, teach each other. 
uh, just seeing what kind of fathers God will bring these servers to be in the future. So again, don't let it go to your heads, guys. But, but it's inspired me as a spiritual father, uh, seeing that, and it's a bud, right? Uh, I can't wait to see what God brings to fruition when God makes that balloon. You know, what, what fathers, you know, husbands he will make of these men, uh, what priests, I have no doubts that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, that there will be a priest that comes from some of these servers that we have here. And that's just a testament to our parish. Uh, it's not limited to just these servers. I see it in the schools. I see it in CCD. I see it in the families and the people gathered here. Uh, just what beautiful rose garden God is growing here at North American Martyrs. And so I'm just so grateful to have been a part of that for these three years. So I'll leave you with that rosebud and thorn. Think of your own, reflect on your own this Father's Day and leave you uh, last with uh, my, my father's mom, my grandma, very special prayer was always close to her heart, the Irish blessing. And so I give you my fatherly blessing uh, in this form as we go our separate ways. Let us pray. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen.